It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. Yeah, I was I was pretty nervous about this Chiefs defense, and I still am. A defense that's only given up more than 21 points three times in 20 games this year. But I saw some stats about the Niners that really made me feel good, and I'll get to them right after this. Okay, so I'm going over these stats because, again, this defense scares the absolute shit out of me. They're just really strong, and I'm worried about Spagnola. Spagnola just disguising coverages, Brock maybe getting confused, and he just, you know, he Brock almost gives a couple away, one or two a game lately, you know, so eventually those guys are going to catch it. I'm a little bit worried about that, but I'm looking at the numbers. The Chiefs, okay, pass defense. They play man coverage. I read this on Bill from Bill Barnwell today. They played man coverage on 52.7% of their opposing dropbacks, which was the fifth highest rate of any team. And on third down, they actually jumped to 60.7%. The 49ers have averaged a 0.39 EPA per play versus man-to-man defense this season. The only offense that was better against that in the past decade were the 2020 Packers, which was an Aaron Rodgers MVP season, I think. Also, Jay, I think you brought it up, the 21 personnel from under center. The Niners' base package, okay, that's their bread and butter, right? Kansas City ranked 26th in rush rush defense success rate um, from runs under center this season. Now, QB scrambles were involved in that, um, but they were also 29th success rate against quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, you have those guys, but Purdy, Purdy can move a little bit too, man. And Spagnuolo likes the blitz, and Purdy and the Niners ranked first in QBR against unblocked rushers. Purdy's QBR was 85 against free rushers, and the league average is 44. So Purdy wow. really can take advantage of that. So as I'm looking at those numbers, I'm like, holy shit, maybe they do match up better than I thought they did. And the key is we brought up the Ravens. When I was watching some of those Ravens plays back, it looked like the Ravens got scared out of the run. Like, okay, they're they're loading the box. We're going to try to just throw now instead of just staying with it staying with it and who cares if you get two yards here and one yard here you got to keep going with it and I think that's the key too the Niners can't get scared out of that and I agree this has got to be a 30 touch McCaffrey game he's the best maybe arguably the best non-QB in the league there is no tomorrow he doesn't have to play the next week he's gonna have a long break give him the ball like you guys said until he pukes and I think those are the keys but this this Niners offense does match up a little bit better if they don't shoot themselves in the foot with turnovers, I think the matchup looks pretty good on paper at play. And then the other keys are to it in, in the passing game. Obviously, you know, Debo Samuel is so vital to this team, and we know that. Like, the, we, mm-hmm. we've seen this offense just completely become a shell of itself, even with Christian McCaffrey on the field when Debo Samuel leaves. He, he's got the edge, and, you know, I, I tell people all the time that I think that he's the real, like, attitude, like the the the, the engine, right? Like the, the straw that stirs the drink. But this has to be a Kittle game when you get him lined up against linebackers as well, too, when you want to throw the ball, right? Like, I think they're they're very poor there as well, too. So when you start to look at everything, everything lines up. But what Al said is perfect. You cannot get scared out of the run. Oh, it's it's a it's a big uh, it's a big box. Uh, you know what? Let's check out. That is what one. I'm sorry, they guys. Want. That's what one Jimmy Garoppolo did in the yes. Super Bowl. <laughs> he, he checked out of many runs. So for everyone to say, well, Kyle stopped running the ball. Kyle didn't want to stop running the ball. Jimmy said, uh-oh, loaded box, check, let's throw. And then what happens? You that's that's what and and that's what happened in Baltimore. Todd Monkin said, you know what, man? Lamar Jackson shouldn't be, you know, throwing the ball 40 times a game. We should stick to our guns. And then all of a sudden in the AFC championship game, you know what? I think I want Lamar Jackson to throw the football 40 times. And then when things like that happen, everyone's like, well, why did that happen? Well, it happened because you stopped running the ball. 
So again, just because they show you those fronts, just because those those boxes are loaded, you still have to show them that you are committed to it, that you are going to put it there because then you can still run play action. This is really what the running game does. One, shortens the game. Two, keeps the Chiefs off the field. They're off offense, yes. off the field. Tires mm. out their defense so you can keep punching them. And three, obviously keeps your defense fresh, but keeps your play calling flexible because now you don't have to get pigeonholed into just throwing the ball or just you know like now you can do the play action you can do all those things that Purdy's very good at when you really start to suck in those linebackers and bring them up and those safeties start to come up and cheat a little bit now you've got those windows to throw the football in and if you are running the ball successfully even those little motions they move a linebacker right out of the way of a yep. window for a throw to Brandon Ayuk. All of those things are vital for the 49ers to do. They just need to stick to what they can do and what they're good at. I don't want that. I don't want to see them like get scared out of it. And I was absolutely dead on when he said that, Brian. Yeah, I uh, I had the opportunity to interview Mark Schlereth earlier this week, and you know I asked him specifically about how wonky I felt like the game plans were offensively against Green Bay and against Detroit, and you know I asked him kind of what he thought, you know, whether Kyle would would recognize that and and get back to to their identity, which is running the ball. And, you know, he he gave an, an anecdote about uh, one of the seasons that he was in uh, Denver and they were uh, hosting, I think, a first round uh, playoff game against the Jaguars. And uh, he said that they did an install. This was a, a still a, a season where uh, Terrell Davis was there. And they did install on Monday, and by Wednesday, he said he got home, and and it was evening, and he was eating a dinner, and and his wife was like, like, what's wrong? And he's like, I think I think we're gonna lose this game, and and he said that it was because you know they had they had absolutely developed their identity in we are a conversion team, we are gonna run the ball down your throat, we are going to just impose our will on you until you want to give up, and this game plan that we have. Uh, has so many checks out of runs if they give us specific looks that I'm afraid that we're going to get those looks and check out of the run, which is what we do best, and 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 get out of our game. And and sure enough, they played that Jaguars team and they lost because they checked out of runs too much and they they weren't able to to lean into their identity. And so I think you're exactly right, you know. And and to me, I I I want to say that sometimes Kyle outthinks himself, but like you said. In Super Bowl 54, it was Jimmy out thinking himself like, oh, hey, this is a loaded box. I just want to make sure that Kyle is in Purdy's ear saying, listen, I understand that we have these checks. We are running the ball. Do not check out of this. We are running the ball. And I think it is disheartening to a defense when you continue to just pound the rock at them to where eventually they're going to quit. And the best player they have on defense doesn't want to defend the run anyway. Chris Jones does not and will not defend the run. So the more you do it, the more you take their best player out of the game. And it just, again, increases your odds for success on offense. And so again, it is a it, shit. It's a, it's, it's a 45 carry party with McCaffrey and, and Mitchell. And maybe you give Mason some carry as well, right? Let's, let's have some 21 personnel where, you know, or 22 personnel where it's juice as a tight end Kittle as a tight end. And then you got McCaffrey and Mitchell in the backfield. Like what is, what is Kansas city going to do then? Right? Like I would love to see some creativity, but specifically creativity in the run game because the run game is going to win this game for the 49ers. All right, Jay, what's your prediction? 
Uh, I got the 49ers 28-24. No matter what, no matter what we say when we go through these numbers and everything, there's still the one thing that is there, and it's Patrick Mahomes. And I know this isn't a basketball podcast, but I, I akin Patrick Mahomes to Steph Curry. A 10-point lead can evaporate like that, and there's going to be mm. a run. There's going to be a run, always, no matter how much. Steph might have, Steph might be down for three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, you're going to get two of those long threes and an and one, and boom, your 10-point lead is now one. Now how do you respond? And I always think that there's always going to be a time where Andy and him click a little bit. And no matter how good your defense is, he's going to make some plays that are not in the playbook, that are not there because he is that special. And I think that it's very important to say that. So when I say 24 points, it's not because I'm scared that Patrick Mahomes is going to go all crazy the entire game. It's just he's going to have that run. He's going to turn into Steph for a little bit. He's going to hit a three. He's going to hit a long three. He's going to hit one from the logo. And you, how do you respond? But I still think at the end of the day, the 49ers can outlast them with their running game, and they have to stick to it to badger them the entire game and to protect the football and shorten the game and keep Kansas City off the field and limit those possessions as much, much as they can. Brian, what about you? Um, I was on uh, a Chiefs podcast yesterday and I gave this prediction, so I'm going to keep it because I, I genuinely believe it. Uh, very similar to Jay, I think the 49ers win this game 27-24. Um, I genuinely believe this is a race to, to 24. Uh, 27 to 24 makes it seem like the 49ers win this on a Jake Moody field goal. I do not believe that. Um, I believe that. <laughs> so in my mind, the 49ers are down 24, 20 at some point and score a touchdown to take the lead and then, and then hold off Patrick Mahomes in this chief's defense. Cause again, I don't believe that if this, if this game comes down to a Jake Moody field goal, I, I'm going to piss down my leg while I'm watching because I'm not, uh, I am not ready for that. Uh, and so I, I do think that the 49ers have enough. It does feel like this is their season. Um, I, I, I do think Kyle is ready for this moment. I think the team is ready for this moment. I think Brock Purdy is ready for this moment. I, I, I one of the things I've gained confidence in Brock Purdy just by watching him handle this week at, at the Super Bowl, this media yeah, week where he is just well, man. looks like an absolute professional and, you know, he does not look like a second year player. And that gives me all the confidence in the world that this stage is not too big for him, that he is ready for it. Christian McCaffrey has been waiting for this moment. Trent Williams has been waiting for this moment. George Kittle is coming back with a motherfucking vengeance like he predicted uh, in, in uh, Super Bowl 54. And I just feel like this team has more riding on this than the Chiefs do. And while I think for Patrick Mahomes, three and one sounds better than two and two, I don't think that's enough. And I just don't think they have the horses this year. And so, again, I think it's 49ers 27, uh, Chiefs 24. You know, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world. So saying the Chiefs have the better quarterback isn't any big news. He's Nobody's as good as Mahomes. Chiefs have the better defense. Andy Reid might be the best coach in the league. Put all that together. The Niners defense hasn't been playing well. They've had really uneven games in the playoffs. How the hell can I pick the 49ers? Here's why I'm going to pick the 49ers. As stupid as this may sound to some people, like you guys alluded to, I just think it's their time. If not now, when? It, it, it just is this core group. They, this is It's just coming to a head. This is the year. I think they all know that. It's not going to be easy, but I think that they find a win. And I think, too, I think the score is going to be somewhere in the 20s for both teams. But, yeah, same. Niners are going to pull this out. And it's it's going to be it's, – it's not going to be easy. And we're going to be like our heart's going to be going at the end, I think. But, but I'm going to go with the Niners here, too. So – um, before we get out of here, Brian, I know you had some things to say about Patrick Willis, who is up for the Hall of Fame here. 
Yeah, so we uh, we find out here in a, in a couple hours uh, whether or not Patrick Willis makes it in as a uh, what is the category? It's uh, modern. Was it modern? I can't remember exactly the category, um, but he is up for uh, Hall of Fame uh, induction, and it feels like it feels like this is his year. Zach Thomas got in last year. Um, listen, I there's just there was such a, a run of sustained excellence from from Patrick Willis that despite the fact that, that his, his career was on the shorter end, um, he was an all first team, all pro five of his eight seasons. Um, you know, he made the super bowl. Um, he made three straight NFC championship games. Um, he was the captain of, of, of the best defense in the NFL while Harbaugh was here. Uh, he just is a, he, it's not a hall of fame if Patrick Willis isn't in it. And so, um, really crossing my fingers that, that he makes it in. And then, uh, and then, and then we move on to, uh, crossing our fingers again for Roger Craig next year.